Welcome to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Matt Kahn. Matt Kahn is a Detroit-based comic, a veteran of the world-famous Hollywood Comedy Store, and is a regular at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, where he was a finalist in the Detroit to L.A. competition. We're going to talk with him about the good, the bad, and the funny. Kid, uh, to save money on family vacations, my parents used to not take me. <laughs> yeah. But they were great though, because they'd always bring me back a souvenir. Like once they went to the Grand Canyon and they brought me back a dream catcher. I just wish I'd gotten it sooner, because it was always my dream to go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, Matt. Welcome, welcome. Can't wait to chat. Oh, same here. Thanks for having me. Uh, fan of the show, and uh, I've been I've been excited about this for a few weeks. There we go. First time fan. That's yeah. that's what we've been waiting for. Three long time listener, uh, first time caller. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> first time, long time. <laughs> uh, this particular clip, uh, when I uh, heard you do this at. Um, the recovery showcase at laugh fest here in grand rapids recently yeah that aaron was hosting that um uh that really resonated with me um my parents are retired and and let's just face it um you know sometimes they bring me things from uh trips that they go on and uh, my mom loves to buy me t-shirts and i have yet to receive the and all i got is this lousy t-shirt shirt which i would wear with pride (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, uh, but the dream catcher, mm, uh, the big chef's kiss on that joke. That's that's a lovely image. Um, Thank you. (laughs) I wish I don't see those shirts as much anymore. The all I got was his lousy T-shirt. Right. Those those aren't as common. We might bring those back. Uh, Maybe it's a just a (laughs) 70s or 80s thing that I remember. And yeah. Uh, So, Matt, um, you're in Detroit. Uh, You you work kind of all over the country you do quite a bit of touring um working more outside of detroit than than in um so how did you get to where we are today what what got you started or most interested in comedy and when yeah i think um i i, I wrote down all i got was this lousy t-shirt I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> i think that might be some merch i might try to work yeah, there you go yeah go. yeah uh, with a picture some... of a dream catcher yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dream catcher. Uh, All right, we're designing merch. Forget the the podcast. Uh, we're gonna make merch here. <laughs> uh, no, I've I've uh, you know, and I I heard um, someone recently on your podcast talk about this. Like, I, I didn't know I wanted to do comedy, but I, I liked being funny. I liked making people laugh. I was kind of the in like grade school kid that I put myself out there. I had I remember like I'd wear this shirt I got from like Gags and Gifts, which was just like my favorite store in the world. Did you guys have those near you at all? Uh, uh, we I had a Spencer's Gifts. Yeah, that's is... what I had too. Okay, is that that's like adult or is that adult? Uh, it's got some. It's got a section. <laughs> okay, okay. It's got a section. I thought that was okay. I didn't know if Spencer's like real adult. No, this um yeah, they all have that section like in the old in the old video rentals that back. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, they have, they're required now. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh yeah, that was my favorite store or whatever. But I would uh, it was always like, what can I go in there and find? And I remember I had this shirt that had like a rubber organ and ribs like sticking out from it. <laughs> and I was like, I saw that shirt, I'm like, I have to have that shirt. Have and to. that was like my Monday Friday shirt. I'd roll up I mean, that's kind of the how you can get both like your favorite shirt in twice in the week. Cause you got a Monday, Friday bookend it. Oh, yeah, and, um, there you go. Wow. That was, I mean, just that kind of mentality or, sure. you know, I, I just, I liked being funny and um, I didn't really see t- for my first stand up. I, I was old. I didn't, um, I didn't know much about stand up comedy and uh, it was actually Eddie Murphy's raw. Oh, sure. And, but I was like, I was like 19 before I first saw like stand up comedy. Like for real. I mean, I've, you've seen like, a, you know, award shows and stuff like that where they did stand up comedy, but yeah. never just like a full special until then. And, uh, that was incredible. And I was like, I think it was the, the hardest I ever laughed when he, um, he did this, you know, the Stevie Wonder bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, I mean, the, the joke's hilarious, but when he wipes his mouth, when he wipes the spit off his mouth and just that, I just, I watched it probably 10 times over and over again. And I, and I, I was crying watching it. I just thought just that little, small little detail. Yeah. I just thought it was just so like beautiful. 
and just to think of that, just something so small, I just thought was just genius. Yeah. Well, there's there's a little subtle age difference between the two of us. There is a, I'm Eddie Murphy delirious, and you're <laughs> Eddie Murphy raw, and so uh, really it boils down to the which leather outfit, black or oh. red. <laughs> uh, was it black or purple? Uh, oh, purple. Yeah, yeah, purple. Right there, you go. I saw. I think I have to go. With that red is so classic, but I think that is raw. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah, red, yeah. Which I mean, that was that. He's my all-time favorite comic, even though he's really just has the two stand-up specials. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, see him with or see any of the um, Netflix stuff that Jerry Seinfeld did with the comedians and cars getting coffee? Oh yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, yeah, really fun. Um, and to me, that was a bit of inspiration for this show. Uh, but. I, I particularly enjoyed the, you know, Eddie Murphy bit and um, Chris Rock time and things like that throughout the whole show. It's just like these are all of my favorite comics and some that I'd never seen. And uh, yeah, it was terrific. Um, yeah, just like like some of your favorites breaking down what funny is and, yeah. and how they go their process. And like watching Eddie Murphy, this is like he can say anything and i don't know how he does it but he just he's got my number he just makes me laugh and <laughs> it was kind of interesting though that that's why he he took he still stepped away from comedies because he didn't know what was funny and what wasn't because everybody just laughed at everything he said right yeah, yeah i have that same problem is, is that what it is <laughs> i i have not experienced that uh, <laughs> it's intermittent for me yeah okay yeah. All, right. Yeah. all right so between the three of us we've we've got funny cornered somewhere yeah. in there, or not funny I, yeah i own the uh the organ shirts from the from the gag stars where i get yeah, my okay phone. got it that's that's kind of the the uh yeah. ground zero if you will of of your comedy that's it it all yeah. starts there and and mine is i'm standing next to him wearing a uh souvenir from portland oregon shirt <laughs> <laughs> and that's i was like i thought it was funny yeah uh but uh so uh you said you were 19 by the time you saw comedy and 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 that was the eddie murphy special and then how when did you start actually like moving from just being funny with friends and things like that to saying you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go go get on a stage and and do this yeah uh, yeah, it was a few years from that. I, I, you know, being funny, I, I remember like with my friend growing up, we would stay up late and, you know, like elementary, middle school and like tell jokes on the fireplace, you know, pretending that we were on stage and oh, sure. uh, that, but I didn't know, I didn't know how to go about it either. You know, that was like a, it was like a mystery. I don't know how that ever, how people ever got to that point. And, um, I only saw live stand up one time at the comedy castle when I was like 21. Yeah. And, um, then I went out to, I ended up living in LA and I, I finally took like a class, uh, hmm. similar to like Mark Ridley's has a, like a beginner's class. Um, they had one of those at just like through, through the LA community center or something like that. Okay, cool. And I took it and it was a guy that was a comic at the comedy store, like one of the regulars. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I went through the class and loved it you know it was, it was great every session of just like writing jokes and being in front of people and the ending of the class was like you got to perform and it was at the comedy store but it was in the belly room which is the, okay. the small room upstairs and i went the third week i signed up for the very last week because i was I, I don't know i was nervous <laughs> and uh but i went to the other class that you know the, the, the previous classes and support the other people and when it came to be my week i got there and nobody showed up oh, and, it was no. just, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just me and then the guy the the teacher the comic teacher and then a guy recording it and i uh, we just sat around for a little while they're like well do you want to go on and i'm like yeah. no <laughs> I'm like, this, is, this is worse than like a full room at this yeah. stage you know? yeah <laughs> uh so he's like okay hang tight and he comes back and he's like, okay. And this is a Sunday night at the comedy store. Yeah. He's like, I can get you. I'm going to get you on the main stage. You're going to do five minutes. <gasps> oh, yeah. That's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, um, my first time ever on stage was in, a, in a front of a paid crowd at the comedy store on a Sunday night. <laughs> wow. That's sweet. And I did well. I did well. And it was, it, um, there was like a bachelor party and you would have 
you know, I, I yeah. got some quick confidence on it. It happened so fast. I went from like thinking I'm performing in front of two people, like the most awkward night of my life. To right. like I'm on the main stage at the comedy store. Yeah. Like, you know, you're, like, <laughs> you're like, finally, my big break. I, right. Yeah. <laughs> so the bad part is like you only go downhill from there. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Yeah. True story. Uh, but it's important for that first experience. If that can be a good one, that'll that'll take you through a lot of uh, garbagey open mics. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I I liked it so like it was such a good experience that I didn't do it again for a year. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you're I was the like, that was it. I'm just I sat by the phone. You know, I'm like, well, I'm sure they're gonna call. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, now see that that's the part to me that's. Uh, I have to work hard at is I'm I'm very verbal. I'm very much an extrovert. Uh, I say things and and I just have this expectation that people are going to say things to me. And hmm. so I, I would have been right there with you in that moment of so somebody's going to come and tell me that I am good at this. Right. That's that's the next right. thing. Right. And not just like people in the thing going, hey, good job. Hey, good job. You know, that kind of thing. It's like, yeah, I don't care about that. I want somebody to say, hey, you've got it. You are funny. You should do, keep doing this. Keep working at it. You're doing great. You know, that kind of like coach kind of thing. Yes. And, yeah. and, and nobody does that. <laughs> no, it's never common. And yeah. I, I think there's so much anticipation, pressure, fear of like getting on stage and doing it for the first time that you, for me, I had to imagine that anybody willing to to fight through all of those feelings and get on stage has then made it. You are now here. <laughs> yes. like, you No more work for you. You're funny and that's it. Um, and that's not the case. You know? No, 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 no. So you waited a year and, and nobody called and you didn't get, <laughs> go get on a stage. So what did you do? I, I finally, um, so what happened? My, my wife got pregnant or, you know, by oh. me. Hey, oh. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> All right. And it kind of hit me of like this closing window of, especially in the near future of any extra time. Yeah. So I, I called back up at the, the comedy castle or the comedy at the uh, comedy yeah. store. Yep. And, um, I got on like a bringer Friday night show Great. in the other room, the original room. Yeah. In the belly room. Yeah. Um, no, there's an original room. Oh, oh, there's oh. There's three rooms. So there's yeah. a belly room, which is upstairs, and then there's an original in, like, the main room. Okay. And Thank then, you. so the original was, like, the, f uh, that's, like, the fancy with, like, uh, the swirly pink. Oh, kind of, okay. Uh, yeah, I can picture that. And and only, not because I've been there, but just because we see pictures of these things. Yeah. So I got on that. It was a Friday night, but those bringer shows, they go from, you know, eight till two in the morning until <laughs> yeah. everybody leaves. That's oh, how yeah. long they last. Um, but I loved it. I, and then now, cause no, none of my friends saw me, not that I had a ton of friends out there, but mm -hmm. none of them saw me anyways. And, uh, so now that there was like a bringer show, um, you know, I, I was able to bring out all my friends and, uh, and I kept, because I was able to bring people, I was getting invited back. So I was, um, doing that show, uh, pretty regularly, almost every Friday I was, I was doing oh, it at the conversation. So, but it, again, it's great, but and they order the the lineup based off of who brings people. So I was always in the higher end, which is where you want to be. So you sure. can get on while there's still a crowd. And um, again, though, I, I got it a little too soon because I got used to that. And then the idea of going and doing a, a bar show in front of like three people that are <laughs> yeah. listening. I was like, I don't think that's for me. I'm more of a comedy store kind of guy, <laughs> which is not like, obviously that's not the, there's that path doesn't exist, you know, no. <laughs> unless you're Eddie Murphy. You know? Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, so now I got to backtrack a little bit. So you just, you just went to LA, you just moved there. What, what brought you there in the first place? Uh, initially it was a girl. No girl. Yeah. And then, um, they will do that. Yeah. And, uh, and I started working out there and, um, I bounced around. I was in New York for a little bit and mm -hmm. then, uh, I missed the sun. So I went out to California and, oh. um, I lived out there for five years. I had my son out there and then, then we ended up coming back to Detroit. Okay. And you and your wife are both from the Detroit area. Yep. Yep. I tricked her into moving out there with me for a while. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> then once we saw like, you know, it's difficult to raise, uh, family 
yeah there. at least at least a couple of people from michigan it's like this seems so weird to have to navigate <laughs> schools and everything yeah yeah okay um so now i i gotta flash back a little farther uh to see that uh when you were a little kid you were a bit of a collector and i was a weird kid i uh i collected rocks growing up you know, because I'm lazy, really, that's why I did it. I was good at it. I knew where to find the rocks. They were mostly outside. <laughs> I didn't know anything about them, though. I just collected them. People were like, how'd you get into rocks collecting? And I was like, well, usually it starts when your parents ignore you. <laughs> but, I <would> like, <laughs> uh, but I would show people in my little Tupperware container, and they'd be like, oh, and I knew nothing about them, you know, except that I where to find them. And I go, oh, that's nice. What kind of rock is that? And I'm like, that is a brown kind of rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the reason that I picked this clip, other than, I mean, it's very funny, uh, <laughs> is I think it's a really great example of how comedy is true. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, where are the rocks? They're mostly outside. Straight up. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's such a beautiful, true statement. Um, and then you finish it with that is a brown rock um, that is so um, funny, relatable uh, that everybody can see. Oh, yeah, that's what the kid would say. Uh, and you um, you perform it with this wide eyedness about it. So, it's, um, you know, you're very believable as your younger self. Uh, yeah. So you, you've got a lot of things hitting on that one bit that I think um, really make you good at it. Uh, so I wanted to first of all, play it and then describe it like that so that we could all, you know, pat you on the back. Like ah, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, not everybody's going to say to you, Hey, you're good. You're funny. You should, <laughs> keep doing this. but I'm going <laughs> to you mind say it again. Roll fast. I'm going to turn this up on my end here. Sure. Uh, no, I just, uh, it's recorded. So you can <laughs> okay. just listen to the episode later. <laughs> that, that's how we it. get our listens. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> just hear it over and over again. Just put it on repeat. Uh, well, what's funny about this, I had, I, I mean, I had a rock collection that, uh, but it was like a real one. I got, I think my grandma got it for me with, you know, like a plastic container with dividers and the name of the rock was on like the lid that oh. corresponded with the space. I mean, it was like a legit, probably from like the discovery store or something like that. Yeah. And Wait. I, yeah. Did it come with the rocks already in it or did you have to go find them? No, it came with the rocks already in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, then I dropped it oh. and uh, broke the lid, too. <laughs> oh. And so all the rocks were <laughs> – so anyways, I, the rocks I just put back into the places that I thought they would go. And this, there's no internet to cross-reference no. right. what rocks right. look like. So No, no, not at that time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was like I'm showing people this bad rock collection that uh, they're all wrong. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, don't ask me anything. But it's like I got to have – you know, as a kid, you got to always like show something. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's my rock collection. Show and tell. It's just feel... not for school. It's you know, anytime anybody comes over or you have relatives or whatever. Oh, so Matthew, what are you doing? Oh, this is my rock collection. <laughs> this is what <laughs> I'm doing. all right. And uh, what kind of rock is that? There you have it. There's the brown one. That's yeah. it. I feel. Yeah. I do feel bad. I, I I kind of rag on my parents. Like the first joke you played was about them not taking me on vacation, and then this yeah. one's about them ignoring me. So there's like <laughs> kind of a theme there, and uh, yeah. <laughs> They're, they don't ignore me. They're good parents. I feel bad every time they come to the show. Um, like, hey, and there's a couple other ones about my dad. Like my dad, my dad can't read, and uh, based on like his text messages, you know. Oh, right. Like, I, I'm not sure my dad knows how to read. I mean, uh, your dad knows how to text. Hang on. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a composite of like my dad, sure. my friend's dad. You know, there's yeah. there's little yeah. stuff that stick out. Does your dad sign his texts? Uh, he, he has like, uh, he makes his mark, I guess. Okay. Sometimes it's just like space, 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 comma. You're like, what is that? Because yeah. <laughs> that's the thing that I'm finding. It's like, I'm, I mean, I'm old enough that I had, when I learned to text, it was, you know, the, just a numeric keypad with the alphas on it. And you had to go take a tick, 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 L, tick, yeah. tick, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And then so when the iPhones and stuff came out, I was like, well, this is so much easier. And now my wife, we've got her mom texting and so on. And I'm but at the same time, there's so many people we know who, as they are a little older, that when they get to the end, 
it's you know they write their text message and then they add their name at the bottom <laughs> they're signing <Yeah>. it <laughs> and <laughs> they're like yeah so if your dad's not doing that 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 helps me kind of get a, a mental image of your dad there he's but it, i think it's a degen- degenerative t- everyone's degenerative texting skills like i'm noticing it it's it's going and i don't know if it's like you stop caring but it's just like i won't fix the he that oh. says like ha or you know like i'm just like ah you get it you know, you know? what i'm trying to say yeah so while uh the um autocorrect is still your nemesis you're just not gonna let it get you down anymore just whatever right you're you're gonna figure it out you know what it's I mean. an ab- it's an abusive relationship the autocorrect <laughs> it really is it's like there's a codependency there you know like hey hey you're supposed to spell that this way oh i'm sorry let me fix it manually now (laughs) and then then there's autocorrect just going forget it i'll do it myself (laughs) fine (laughs) i like when i misspell it and then it's like it saves it you know (laughs) yeah what are you saving it for yeah like just to remind me later yeah oh that's what we're doing that's what we're doing now. That's how we're going to spell that. Yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I figured out how to make uh, some keyboard shortcuts on my phone. Um, oh. That was like, if I type BA, it will autofill my website address. Because I would use that from time to time. Like, oh, here, let me just do it. And there it goes. And that works not just in texting, but anywhere on social media and any place I'm using my phone. And then I'm, I'm a Mac guy. So it also is like on my work computer and my home computer. So, and that sounds great until you start typing things like back <laughs> in the day. And then yeah. you get to that BA. Yeah. Delete, delete, delete. And then, yeah. So that's that's incredible. That sounds like sorcery to me. That's how far behind I am. It is. Yeah, the, the Clean Comedy Time Tech Podcast. That's what we're doing. <laughs> but, uh, but you um, then, I think we got to get in a little deeper here because uh, I ha- I have some bits that I do about my name, but you you uh, have one specifically about uh, your name as well. I'm a big fan of names. I like understanding their meanings, think about names. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's one place in the world that nobody has a name. I don't know if you guys ever realize this, but there's one place no one has a name. That's if uh, you're in the bathroom stall and somebody knocks. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You're in there and somebody knocks. You jump into this third-person mystery narrative. <laughs> Someone's in here. <laughs> it's like a bathroom stall game of guess who? <laughs> Someone. Are you wearing a hat? <laughs> no. Do you have an earring? Yes. Are you Bernard? Yes. <laughs> Here you go for the uh, the Guess Who fans out there. Yes. <laughs> if you're not a fan of Guess Who, you're like, who's Bernard? I think I missed something. Yeah, uh, I had to Google it. Um, and then I was like, oh, I see. Yeah. And then I looked at who Bernard was and that was fine. But... Um, Incidentally, I, I did not know who Bernard was, and I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's still really funny. But I, the laughing from the audience at that, um, I had a number of friends in the audience that night, and I can hear them specifically laughing. So I'm like, all right, yeah, they get it. There, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a um, that was a uh, my my closing bit for a long time. Oh, yeah, it's um, terrific. Yeah, yeah. It's I've been kind of because of, sometimes there is some uncertainty uh, if any if you're going to connect the guess who part. Yeah, I think depending on the age group, sometimes I have to. I, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I better tuck this in the middle here just to be safe. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a minute because uh, I think you you bring up something that we probably haven't done much of on our show is talk about reading the room. Is mm. When, when you're on stage, when you, you, you get your opener, you maybe do some crowd work or however you get started, and then you're gauging the audience and what are they laughing at and what are they not laughing at, um, what do you notice um, and how do you work on that and change it as you are actually on stage in the moment? Yeah, I think um, I, a lot of it for me is is getting there 
you know, early enough to watch people come in and then, you know, knowing where, where the show's at, you know, if it's a, if it's a bar show, um, kind of gearing towards that, I, I, I close on some different stuff. If it's like a bar show, uh, for, for this show, you know, that was the one I, I, I'm pretty sure I closed on this one. Um, just getting that instinct of, okay, this is, uh, the type of, type of audience we have and then like early on it, i have a joke sometimes i open up with that's uh i went to the dollar store today yes i didn't buy anything but i could have i mean <laughs> and, and it's it's pretty it's pretty corny but it gives me i have some jokes that are, i think are on the fence of corny so you know like getting a good gauge off of just that opener like what what are we in for tonight and right. if they're you know sometimes there's moans like some of my jokes i don't know sometimes it's like a moan i get like yeah. the sympathy moan with uh my parents didn't take me or <laughs> uh, my parents didn't talk to me. So those are, you know, it's not what you're looking for, but it helps kind of gauge to <laughs> how I need to talk to them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, do you find that you're able to somewhat instinctively adjust or do you, or do you actually have like a, an inner monologue? A, you're talking to yourself like, oh, okay, well, what's that going? What, what happens then in your head at that point? Um, then I usually hit the panic button. <laughs> 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 uh no i i think at that point when it, when it's not then i need like obviously if it does you're like sweet i'm this is going to be a nice little wave to ride if it's not then i'm i'm punching up some areas and jokes uh you know some some alternate versions um and, and i don't like to cuss i don't i you know i don't really cuss much in my set um and uh if if that's what's working though and then I'll, I'll, I'll punch up a little bit with some customers. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't really like to, but yeah. Um, just kind of lean into that, lean into, into that side of it if I can. Sure. Uh, well, and so you made me pivot again. So, uh, like you said, you don't like to cuss and, um, I, I spent too much time in radio and I always say this is like, I, I can't say certain words in front of a, a hot mic. I just, I don't have the ability to do it. Um, and we're the clean County time podcast and clean County time shows and stuff like that. So, you know, we just don't do that. Um, but I, I totally get the, the decision. And I think it, it should be a decision of I'm working clean. I'm working clean. Oh, now I just, the way the audience is responding, it, it's not so much pandering It's just the audience is going to respond to that. And my job yeah. is to bring, give them um, share this laugh with them. And if that's the thing that it's going to take, then that's what we're doing. Um, do, do you have a different philosophy about that? Or is that, that how you look at it? No, that's, that's how, and like I've grown more into that too. Um, I think a little bit earlier on, I was really stuck to like, it's, you know, it's like, it's all about me kind of mentality. Like yeah. these are my jokes and, and, but you know, as I move along this journey, it's realizing like that I'm here to like, to give something away i'm here to you know and, and it's like it's let's say gift but it's for it's for them it's not for me yeah. so they're there to laugh and i mean i have to do my best to figure out what those things are that are going to make them laugh and and give it to them and i'm i'm still evolving in that but i mean ultimately that's that's the whole thing for me and so whatever you know i don't i, I like the idea like like you guys writing a clean joke feels great because you know that you can get a laugh from like, uh, you know, cert dropping certain words in there before, you know, before you say that what you think is your punchline. But there's some real satisfaction if you write just like a clean joke that doesn't have any of the, some of those tricks. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but just for me, like, I like the, I like, I like that pursuit. And then knowing like you have that in your back pocket if you're in the middle of the show and, you know, like they want something a little bit more than what you're giving them, then you can always you know, dig in and start dropping a couple extra words. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. Welcome back, uh, Matt. And in the second half, I get to drive, and Brian will be kind of taking the the back seat. We'll switch spots here and, uh, and see what happens here. And uh, I like to get a little bit deeper uh, in this half of the podcast. I like to uh, find out what's going well and what you might be struggling with. So let's start with what's going well. 
Yeah. Um, well, for one, I'm on your podcast right now. That's pretty great. Um, uh, excellent. I'll- excellent <laughs> answer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that's not what you're struggling with. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, no, it's a huge compliment that, um, that you asked me to do the show. So thank you. Um, and in a, in a bigger scope of why this is going well, it's, uh, the networking piece of it. So, um, I was introduced to you, uh, to, to work on that show at uh, laugh fest, the recovery show, um, through Kara. And so I uh, just, this, this building of relationships through the comedy community, I feel like, um, you know, it's, that's, that's for me, always a hard part is, you know, especially as you get older and you have a lot of ob- other obligations, like I don't have the same amount of like hangout time. So to, to kind of build bridges and make friends, uh, it's a little bit hard just because there's less time to do it now. And uh, so I think like these little things and, and having shows through networking have been, been going pretty well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, as you kind of alluded to our, our mutual friend, Kara Karachi uh, introduced us uh, as I was looking for uh, a comedian to round out this uh, recovery showcase for laugh fest. And I am so glad that uh, your networking ability caused that to happen um, because you were just such a wonderful addition to that show. Uh, Absolutely great. So thanks. Thanks for being on the show. You opened and and Mary Centora was hilarious. Oh, she crushed it. Yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. It was a great set. And it was, uh, I was, it was funny. I was thinking about this because today's Cinco de Mayo. It is. Uh, yeah. So now everybody knows how long of a delay we have before uh, releasing. No, no, that's cool. It's actually not much of a delay. So. Um, well, I was just I was laughing at myself because uh, we did that show on St. Patrick's Day. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every time we connect, it's on the big drinking holidays. Yeah. <laughs> you guys that don't drink at all, we, uh, yeah. we only like to get together on those holidays. Yeah, that that was one of the requirements to be on the recovery showcases. <laughs> People <laughs> had to uh, be sober. <laughs> yeah, and what a um, a day for that was! It was like seventy degrees out at St. Patrick's Day. You know, it was uh, one of those days where I, there was a time I would have uh, I would have been taken advantage of it. Yeah, that that uh, uh, I've had some doozies <laughs> on, yeah. on St. Patty's days. Yeah. Well, it, you know, you you mentioned that networking is going well, and I got to tell you, from from my observation, uh, that's not random. There's a reason your networking is going well, and it's because you are a humble person and a talented person. Like you brought it, dude. Uh, and and every time we talked before and during and after the show, um, you were very. Um, you're very approachable, very respectful, very appreciative. And, and that, you know, that just screams, Hey, put this guy on a show, you know? Oh, what, did you hear that? Everyone listening? <laughs> That's yeah, everybody right. listening. Yeah. Make sure you're booking Matt Kahn. Humble. Okay. And I'm, I'm funny. Uh, no, thank you for saying that. That's <laughs> really kind. And, I, and I felt the same way about you too. And, and Brian, it was just a nice, it's nice when you're working with people that there's there's no egos. Everyone's there just to make sure that they're putting on the best possible show. Yeah, and it's, it's my goal is I want to make it easier. Um, I try to always help with the setups and anything I can. Just I'm there for the show, so whatever I can do to help. Yeah, and and uh, I mean that's not just lip service. I, I, you came in early for the show and you said, uh, "What do you want me to do? Yeah, can I set up chairs? Can I, you know?" And that was. That, that, that's really nice uh, because it uh, it just shows that that uh, everybody on the show is is committed to making it a great show. Thanks. I was sometimes like, ooh, this is this is kind of desperate, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I respond to that though. I'm like, oh, okay, he, he's hungry. He needs needs yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Um, now, uh, so networking is going well. You've uh, you've made it all the way to the Clean Comedy Time podcast, which is uh, you know a, a, certainly a feather in your cap. What, mm-hmm. what else is going well? Um, th- with the networking, like the the shows, um, I've been fortunate enough to um, work with uh, a, a couple different bookings booking agencies uh, or bookers, I should say. Um, so, like some of the gigs are, are just kind of trickling in a little bit more so that's kind of nice it gives me an idea like just 
reminds me, you know, if you stay the path, if you just keep doing the things that got you here, you know, more will come. So I just try to continue to have a good work ethic and uh, be kind and humble and, and try to help. And um, hopefully these, these will keep trickling in and it, like, there's nothing wrong with that. I like open mics, but it's a lot sometimes to, when you look at the time invested to do an open mic. Yeah. And I always say time is time is like, now that I've gotten older, it's like, you realize I, I'm trying to squeeze a lot into a little bit. Mm. And so, you know, to get out and even if the open mic's close by my house, it's still like a two, three hour endeavor. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And you don't know what you're getting. Sometimes it's, there's, there's no one there and you're like, eh. so yeah. what's great about the shows is you, you get that stage time and then I'm able to, you know, sprinkle in and select spots. Some of the newer jokes that I'm working on. So I'm not relying as much on the open mic, which is great, but the open mics are great for networking with other comics too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it all needs to be there. It it takes a village of experiences to raise a comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. So you mentioned, uh, that, that some of these, uh, like, like talent agencies or book, uh, bookers you're working with, what do you uh, attribute that to? How'd you get those opportunities? Um, I've had some recommendations. Mm. Um, I've had some good friends that have, have helped. Like, um, like, I don't know if you've had Tim Finkel on, or I didn't see him on your list, but he's been a great friend in, in comedy and, uh, has, has introduced me to a lot of folks and Kate Brendel and, um, it's a lot of folks that have like, said that they would, uh, send a recommendation over for me, just things like that. So that's, that's been really, uh, been really useful. And then other friends that book their own shows like Jason Palomar's he books a really great show and uh, Greg Sharp has a show. So I just, you start building that network of friends that, um, you know, either are producing their own shows or, you know, that are able to, when the moment's right, introduce you to like somebody else that is booking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Great advice there to um, allow the genuine relationships that you have with people uh, lead to opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and I, I bribe them. Do it again. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, the second most important thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah that part have, hasn't I... worked for me either. I'm like, oh, <laughs> friendships. No. Yeah. Bribes. No. Hmm. All right. I'll keep working on it. Yeah. It's that coming. leaves you back with hard work and who wants to oh, do that? <laughs> you, you can explore, uh, threatening or blackmail. Those okay. Are... All right. Okay. This... That's like the dark magic side of everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The, the dark magic that and uh um and text shortcuts on on phones <laughs> <laughs> yes kidnapping pets mm, mm. you won't get the same time as a human so yeah yeah, yeah so uh, yeah uh, once again and that uh that show was a special night uh not only was it laugh fast not only was it a recovery showcase um but that was one of the one of the first times uh that I was getting back on stage coming out of the pandemic. And, and again, like it was so nice to just have a pro uh, team. there ready to roll. I mean, Mary coming in, uh, she's, uh, she's typically a blue uh, comic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it was so funny because she rolled in and, and uh, came into the green room uh, and, and was, uh, was quite blue. <laughs> As yeah, she, uh, yeah. You know, it was, it was using some language, uh, if you will. And, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, you remember that, uh, this is a clean show, right? And, uh, and along with the blue language, she was like, basically said, yeah, yep. No problem. I got it. <laughs> and, uh, and then when she got on stage, she did 45 minutes of phenomenal comedy with not even a hint of a, of a, a bad word or, or stepping out of line. Uh, it was, it was great, but she it, nailed it. Uh, and the, the coolest thing about her set, which by the way, if anybody uh, has the opportunity to uh, see Mary Santora in a, in a blue show or a traditional comedy show um, or a clean comedy show, either one, she just crushes it. And, um, this one was real special because, uh, she got into some, uh, some of the ways that she had dealt with grief and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't set up or scheduled like this, but that was her big closer, uh, getting into some really dark 
uh, comedy on on a very serious uh, topic of grief. And Gilda's Club, which puts on Laugh Fest, of course, is a grief. Uh, uh, they they do grief support for people. So it was great to have you uh, kicking things off, and then her bringing it home. It's just it's awesome. Yeah, and you well, you kicked things off too, and and that was a uh, you did like a kind of crowd work yoga like yoga laugh <laughs> that i thought was incredible and it, it was great because when i got up they were they were warm they were ready so like you really you kicked it all off that was kind of a risk I, i've done that in a couple shows uh since then too where we, we um like I, I do laughter yoga and get people on their feet and actually going through like an exercise of laughter. And man, I, it's, it's been risky to do that because what if it doesn't work, then you turn it over to somebody else and, <laughs> and everybody's mad. But so far, every time um, it, it's worked quite well. Uh, um, I did, there was one show that Brian and I just did uh, at the playhouse at white Lake and uh, um, we took the temperature of the room and uh, determined that 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 wasn't the right uh, setting uh, for for laughter yoga. Uh, and ah, okay. I, I did more conventional, uh, the traditional stand up, if if you will. But again, I, you know, one of our recent uh, guests on the podcast uh, talked about how to read a room. <laughs> That was yeah. you. That was you, Matt. That, that was me a little while ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. So what uh, is the flip side of that coin, Matt? What are you struggling with? I think all, like consistently is social media. Mm. I I don't do that well. I don't want to do it. Uh, I'm not, uh, I don't really use it much. So, um, that's tough. Cause I know you're, I'm leaving a lot of cards on the table. I'm leaving a lot of something on the table. Mm, yeah. And, money. Uh, money. <laughs> yeah. Money yeah. on the table. <laughs> um, opportunities. I don't know. A lot. That's it. But, uh, I just try social media and I struggle. Um, I do try to get in and just check it briefly, but, uh, yeah, I think I see people have a lot of success and I know that a lot of like clubs and booking agencies do look at, you know, what's your followers because it's, you know, it's all marketing in the end. And uh, when, when I don't have a strong presence there, I, I don't think I'm doing myself any favors. Yeah, like, like you mentioned, there are a lot of a lot of places, you know, ultimately they want to sell tickets and and that's probably the best metric for them to look at and say okay this is how many tickets this person will sell so yeah it's 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 one of those things but man i think uh you're probably a lot healthier uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a health thing yeah. well it's kind of funny because it's like uh you know now now you're you're just basically wearing a t-shirt that says how many friends you have you know like, <laughs> right but back in the day, before that, you could, you know, nobody, you could have like three friends, but you could lie. <laughs> right, <laughs> now, right. There's no getting around how many friends you have. Everybody knows. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's literally a sign when people go to your Facebook to say how many friends yeah. you have. <laughs> Another way, like a lot of times it's like if, if, if I'm on there scrolling through and I just realize that, I mean, these things are designed to, to keep your attention and, Again, time, you know, there's only so much time and it's like, you can, I can lose time into that really easily. And, and, and mental health too is, you know, what are you just kind of scrolling through until you get a resentment? It's, it's like a game you play, you know, like what was the point of that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I, I'm quite involved with, uh, so various aspects of social media and stuff. And, uh, um, I have to have boundaries in place. Uh, cause I'm, I'm the flip side. I'll rather than like not wanting to get involved in it, I can get just sucked in and, you know, spin the dial multiple times to, till I hit resentment. Like you said, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, it's tough. I, I wish I had a better relationship with it. And I keep thinking that maybe that'll change where I'm, uh, I'm free to, I know some folks are on there and they are able to just kind of freely post and whatever they're and, for me, I just, I don't have that part where I just, I feel like, well, who wants to read about that? You know, I feel there's a little bit of like self-consciousness around posting things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like my, 
my opinion on it has shifted a little bit lately to where, you know, I used to think that social media is where you put stuff so people will find you. Um, yeah. But uh, it's pivoted a little bit for me that um, it's it's where I put stuff that people want to see when they find me. You know, like it, it, yeah. it, that's a subtle difference. But like when people come looking for me, I want them to be able to find content on Facebook, on YouTube, on my website, on on all the different uh, platforms there. So it's kind of like if they're going to come looking for me, then they get then they have something to find. Yes, that that's a great. You're right. It's subtle, but a huge difference. Yeah, and that also takes the pressure away because you know when you put that piece of content out, and then you know out of the three people that clicked like, uh, two of them are related, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, like it it takes that away from it. It takes the performance aspect out of it to where, um, you know, if I post something and and it doesn't get engagement, that's fine. Because that's not uh, what it's for. It's for when if somebody says, hey, the unemployed alcoholic, what, what's he about? They can find in one place a, a listing of commentary and content and whatnot that, that shows them, you know, who I am and what I'm about. That's great. Yep. See, that's good advice for me because I, I, I do need to increase that presence a little bit more without feeling I need to... Uh, you posting jokes or commentary or anything like that. So <laughs> I'm the last person that needs to have an opinion about anything anyways. All right. Did you hear that, Brian? We did it. Yeah. We, we helped, uh, helped with, uh, uh, what do we want to call it? Uh, social media. This, this uh-huh. is a tech podcast now. Yeah, I think right. it's, it's safe to call this, uh, <laughs> the clean comedy time tech podcast. <laughs> the the, the oh. next time you have me on, it's just going to be the good, the good, and the funny. Right. That's right, right. Or what did you, you know, what did you think it was? Uh, and the furry. furry. The good, the bad, and the furry. Uh, different <laughs> podcast altogether. That's right. Uh, Matt, I'm going to pay you another compliment because um, I kind of poked around through your YouTube channel to see, you know, like, okay, what, what other nuggets of comedy have you got out there that are really fun and that, you know, we could talk about and so on. And one that really struck me funny um, was uh, the pancake robot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me <laughs> and my daughter. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just so fun. Uh, you know, you guys are just lip syncing along with, I mean, I'm assuming you're lip syncing. Um, but it was, it was genuine. It was real. Um, um, yeah, it showed, showed you, uh, you know, you being a dad, um, you being her friend and, you know, playing and, you know, that's great quality stuff that, people are going to gravitate to um uh it's it's you know it's sweet it's interesting it's it's good um and it's um in our last episode that we shared with the uh well metaversed uh Aaron's podcast we um uh we're talking about uh, a drama driven culture and and mm-hmm. that was one that was not drama driven it was <laughs> just you know nice um, yeah. and, and I think the one thing that we can do as comics is, um, let's not be the ones who are adding to the drama. Let's be the ones who are providing relief from that tension. And I think that's a great example. Here, here. Yes, There's no, me hey. having an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, it's funny because I have a few of those with my kids. Uh, another one with my younger daughter who, who wanted to start a slime channel you know mm-hmm. like a youtube slime channel and you know sometimes you're like uh you just feel the work being created for you with these ideas the kids have you're like yeah we're gonna record it and then you're gonna take off and then i'm gonna be having to figure out how to put this online and do all that stuff. <laughs> and you're just gonna be bugging, when is that video gonna so i found i was like all right let's do this slime video thing and it turned out to be just the funniest video yeah, of her calling me out for using a, like a, a a voice, like a dad voice. Yeah, <laughs> and um, but that was uh those moments that just come naturally. I get like the the amount of people that have watched that and liked that and, and told me how much I liked it. Um, compared to like the one I the the one that I create and I and I you know write and I do all these things for and I spend a bunch of time on and then like everyone's like. <laughs> 
yeah. it's just funny like that how just comedy just comes as soon as you kind of just put your put your gloves down a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah that is the best kind of comedy i think yeah yeah mm-hmm. Uh, and then as a former PT cruiser owner myself, uh, you saying goodbye to PD was tough, tough to watch. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, very real for me. But were you a PT cruiser driver? Uh, yeah, yeah. For, oh. um, yeah, gosh, I had a, I don't know, nine years probably. I, I got, I got one that was like, it came out of a rental lot. So it was a year old with not much miles on it and stuff. And I drove that thing for nine years. It was fantastic. Oh, there was nothing we couldn't fantastic. do. You felt like you were when you were in that 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 cockpit. Yep. Felt like a like a Maserati. Yeah. You, you <laughs> yeah. did not I, until I drove past like a bank did I realize that I was in a PG Cruiser. Otherwise, I'm like, oh no, this is a, it's a yeah. Corvette. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm in a fancy yeah, you, car. your guys' uh, PT Cruiser experience is is different than mine. But although mine, <laughs> uh, my wife and I went to California and we were driving up Highway One and we had a convertible reserved. And they said, "I'm sorry, uh, no convertible, but you can have a PT Cruiser." Mm. <laughs> so uh, we we didn't we didn't care for it. <laughs> no, you, you no. had different expectations for your trip. That, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> They were uh, uh, they were great for me at that age because I was partying a lot then, and you just I slept in the back of that many nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it saved my life that, that <laughs> PT Cruiser. <laughs> I uh, I never uh, I've never actually had alcohol, but I did sleep in my PT Cruiser a couple of times. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of the same. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. I've had Let all me. of the symptoms. And none of the fun. No, none of the urine. <laughs> All righty. Well, Matt, if uh, somebody wanted to get a hold of you, uh, you're on Facebook. You've got a YouTube channel. Think what's what's uh, the, your favorite way for uh, somebody's going to reach out to you and they're going to book Matt Con. What's uh, the best way to do that? Yeah, Matt Con Comedy on Facebook or on YouTube, and then um, Instagram. You can just search me, but uh, my handle name, do you still say handle, is uh, sure. pros and con, which is like P-R-O-S-E. I should probably change that. I don't know why I'm making it hard for people to find me. But, um, oh, I got it. I was writing it down, and I wrote it out just like that. Oh, it, okay. Yeah, it's like a kind of a nerdy, so nerdy. joke. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Oh, it's some, yeah, so any of those, yeah, please. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll make sure that we post links to all of that uh, on in the uh, text area of the podcast episode and they'll follow it around it'll be on our website uh when the episode drops uh matt thank you so much for being on our show yeah matt cool 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 thank you for having me i appreciate it. this was a lot of fun thanks for listening to the clean comedy time podcast we bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases fundraisers and other events our shows are free from forced language and topics they work for anyone anywhere Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you.